All right. Welcome, folks, to Geek Exploration Gun Geek Exploring. We're going to go out and experience something today. What are we going to do, John? Uh, we are going to go see Superman the movie from 1978, uh, starring um, the late Christopher Reeve and Margot Kidder now, R.I.P., uh, Gene Hackman, Marlon Brando, uh, directed by Richard Donner. It had the tagline, you will believe a man could fly. They made some uh, some great advancements in uh, in technology and filming for this. They used a lot of uh, projection and composite shots and a lot of wire work. And it was pretty unprecedented and amazing. Yeah. One of the, I don't have a huge amount of memories of this movie. Like it wasn't a pivotal part of my childhood. Like I believe it was for you. Uh, but I do remember gawking at somebody flying around and it looking really cool. Yeah. I imagine it probably looks a little dated now. I don't think I've seen the movie in like 15 plus years. Holy shit. So I'm kind of excited to go and see it with like fresh eyes. Man, I'm excited to see it through your fresh eyes. I've probably never gone more than a year without watching it realistically. I mean, I, I could probably stretch and say six months, uh, but that may be a little unrealistic. But I'd say if I averaged out the times I've watched it, it definitely would average more than, you know, once every six months. Th this wow. movie. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if you know this about me, but I am a big fan of Superman. I, I have heard. Yeah. This movie is so important to me. You know, I, I, I don't think it's my favorite movie of all time. Like, I think if I had if I had the choice, I'd probably watch, you know, some Indiana Jones or some Back to the Future before it. But yeah, I don't I don't know if a movie exists that is more important and pivotal and present throughout my childhood and my entire life. So this is going to be a big deal for me. Do you have any specific memories of Superman the movie? Like I said, not real. I got, you know, the, the vague memories of a few bits and pieces and him flying and thinking it was cool. But otherwise, um, no, it's uh, I'm, I'm not a near blank slate, which will be kind of cool because I'm excited to kind of take it into context with everything that's happened cinematically with Superman since then. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. With Superman Returns and the Man of Steel uh more recent series yeah in fact i think superman returns was the first superman movie i ever saw in the theaters it was for me too now that i think of it you know superman 4 came out in 87 so we were old enough to see it i remember seeing commercials on tv for it when i was a kid but my mom didn't take me and i'll never forgive her yeah well that's uh, it's unforgivable yeah um, so for the 40th anniversary, Fathom Events is putting it in the theaters again, and we are going to go see it, minus our friend Kyle, who told us all about it and bailed today. Wah, wah, wah. So what is it you're you're looking to get out of this, if anything? Um, you know, I'm kind of just, I'm excited to go back and see superhero movies back before they were a thing. Yeah. Because there, there's so much pomp and, or not pomp and circumstance, but so much baggage that they carry now and uh this didn't like it, it, this was probably one of the first really good high production superhero movies yeah absolutely because they had other like made for tv movies and a few things here and there but they were all pretty you know cheesy kind of along the lines of like the hulk tv show or the that captain america movie and stuff where they yeah they didn't have the production values or something like i said so this was like the first real high value superhero movie and uh before anyone, you know, Superman had to be moody or jaded and, uh, yeah, angsty. Yeah. It's going to have some bad CGI, but, uh, no removed mustaches. So 
I guarantee you there will be no CGI in this. Well, it's not CGI, but computer <laughs> assisted. I mean, like the the green they did green screen backgrounds, or did that was were that was it all? Yeah, they did. Um, back it was then, it all projection. Back then, it was yeah, it was it. No, they did blue screen uh, compositing. Yeah, I thought that it was like the very infancy of that, though. Yeah, but most of that, it was not anywhere near the what the digital effect age uh, became. No, every time you see Superman, it's going to be Superman. Yeah, I remember when we were kids certain shots when they used a blue screen christopher reeves at least yes (laughs) um certain shots when we were kids he had like a green tint to his costume because of of them using a blue screen rather than a green screen they had to like differentiate the costume color but they they later on uh corrected that in in subsequent releases see now they don't have to bother with it because the their entire everything is freaking cgi oh yeah yeah, you can have whatever color you want. I mean, they use that bright green for the green screen anyway because nothing is actually going to be that color that you're shooting. So they can just pop it right out. But yeah, I'm I'm really excited. Um, I warned uh, my girlfriend who actually ended up having to work. So she's bailing, just bringing the kid along. Um, I warned her that in that moment when he pops out and, uh, and saves Lois in the helicopter, spoiler, there may be some tears. This is this is. Oh, yeah, I believe it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the other thing I'm kind of excited since uh, it's of note, we are bringing the children, and they've yes. never seen it before either. So I'm kind of curious to get their take on it. Um, being saturated in today's variety of superhero movie, where he's seeing something a little bit deeper and calmer and not as frenetic. Yeah. See how they uh, see how they come away with that. I'm, I'm curious, especially since it is not a short movie. No, it is like two hours and 35 minutes long. Hopefully we don't have to take a bathroom break because I don't want to get up for anything. Yeah, th- thankfully, my children, hey, well, hey, Haley's old enough to take Ella to the bathroom if she needs to go. I thought about that. I don't want to ruin the movie for her, but. Fuck her. <laughs> I like the way you think. <laughs> She's not going to cry at any point during this movie. I can guarantee it. Just don't just don't tell Angelina because uh, I, I already had that idea and she's like, Please do not let the two little girls go to the bathroom by themselves. I'm like, ah, she's 10. She's okay. But she doesn't listen to the podcast, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> she definitely does not review it. Well, it's a good thing that we're not going to do that. Yes. We're yeah. definitely not going to have Haley go to the bathroom with Ella. Yeah. I will absolutely respect every single one of her wishes every time I watch her daughter. Is the mic picking my wink up? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm really excited. Uh, Let's go. Let's go do this. Let's go see Superman the movie. From a doomed planet in a distant galaxy to a fantastic underground hideaway. From the fortress of solitude to the bustling city of the Daily Planet. Look up on the screen. It's Superman. Superman the movie. Rated PG. All right. Welcome back, folks. Uh, or well, welcome back, Ben. Thank you. Yeah. We uh, we just saw Superman the movie, 40th anniversary uh, edition in the theaters. Um, it was a big, big deal for me, as was stated, what I guess what to the listener would be. <laughs> Moments was, ago. Yes, 30 seconds ago or so. <laughs> Um, so I, I want to, I want to hear your impressions. I know my impressions, but, uh, as the, uh, the less experienced one, Ben, what'd you think? I loved it. It was really good. Um, I especially liked the first like three quarters of the movie. Like, um, they did the, you know, I, I remembered the origin, um, 
that version of the origin, but I kind of forgot some of the details of it. And, uh, yeah, it was cool. Like it was, it was a solid origin. Um, there was no dumb Pa Kent getting eaten up by a tornado because Superman didn't want to expose himself. I mean, it was a good old fashioned heart attack. Like it should be. Yeah, exactly. It, it should be something that Superman can't stop. <laughs> like literally couldn't stop. That's the whole catharsis about it. Whereas, uh, yeah. And the, the newer angsty one. He, he totally could have stopped it. Yeah. Like easily. Or he could have been the one to go get the damn dog. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I liked his jovial attitude and the flying, like the practical flying effects, even though they were fairly dated, still looked pretty damn good. Yeah, there's a few shots where where it's clearly blue screen, looks kind of chunky and weird, but um, but yeah, you know, the, the wire work is great. I love, I've always loved um, the times like, uh, like after he saves the cat from the tree, that quick little shot of him raising off the ground and taking off, like it's so graceful and natural. And, uh, that, that's one thing I hated about man of steel or not hated, but didn't care for was his like instant, like Mach two takeoffs. You know, it's like, there, there's no, yeah. there's no grace to there the was flying like a big boom. And yeah. Yeah. They're lazy in how they just have him there one instant and gone the next. Yeah, which, I mean, would make sense if he was, like, in a really big hurry. Yeah. But, like, if he's just, like, you know, stopping in. I Like, I loved it how slowly he'd come in. He'd just kind of glide in. Yeah. Know, like, you know, just like he was walking up, except he's flying instead. Yep. There there was the one moment when he had to move quick after Miss Tessmacher saves him. And he's like, stand back. You know, and then he takes off and bursts through the ceiling. So, yeah, how about we, uh, we, we've got a couple children here and, uh, let's see about getting their impressions. Do we want to start with yours or mine? Uh, let's let, uh, Ella have her say. All right. Come here, Ella. This is Ella, my, uh, my little, little five-year-old. She is my girlfriend's daughter. Um, so one day she'll be my stepdaughter, but Ella, this was your first time watching Superman, the movie. And, uh, you were saying you're a big fan of Superman now, huh? Speak into the microphone. I like the part when when he flied off when he catched the kitty. Oh, yeah. You like that part, too? Did you like the part when he was flying around with Lois Lane? Uh-huh. And did uh, did Superman save <laughs> save uh, people from some missiles? Yeah. Now, did uh, what, what was that you were saying at the part when he pulled Lois Lane out of the car and she was dead? Um... She had dirt all over him. Mm -hmm. I mean, huh? Yeah. And you said it was a sad part, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. But I told you, don't worry. It's going to be better. When he, and I also like the part when he goes around the earth. Yeah, when he flew around the earth uh, a bunch of times going back in time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your favorite part of the movie? All of those. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Thank you very much, Ella. Say goodbye to everyone. Goodbye. <laughs> All right, and I've got with me here my daughter Haley. Say hi, Haley. Hello. Here, I'll move the microphone. Hello. For you. Hello. <laughs> she is a robot. Shut up. All of your Superman movie are belong to us. So, Haley, what did you think of the film? Well, there's only like a few parts that I didn't really get. Well, what did you What did you like about it? Let's cover that first. Jeez, she's a critic. The yeah. end. I liked the end. What about it? I don't know. I just liked it. She liked how it ended. She liked that it, that it was, did not continue no. anymore. What do you think of those underpants on the outside, Haley? Uh, I think. Are you going to start wearing your underpants on the outside at school now? Uh, no, I'd be a weirdo. Potato, potato. So, um, 
you were saying some stuff that you, in the car about the movie, and I said, save it for the podcast. That's now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get whenever um, he was just falling and then his clothes magically changed. Oh, yes. Yeah, I had I, forgotten about that as well and thought, well, I mean, I guess it was probably the easiest way to do that effect, but like, what was going on there? Yeah, that one's always stood out. Like, I, yeah, I think what it was the just the filmmakers were like, let's save ourselves a little time and, you know, not have to explain it. Because if you notice, I mean, I've seen that movie plenty of times to notice that his upper half changes, but he's still got his suit pant legs coming out from under his cape and like his little dress shoes. Wait, what? Yeah, in that quick little shot when he's going out the window and his clothes just change, they only like superimposed a cape over his pant legs. Whoa, really? I totally missed that. Yeah, it's it's so quick. <laughs> I just thought it was my imagination when I saw that. Yeah, no, no, you did not imagine anything. Wait, that so was silly. Was he still like wearing his dress shoes and everything? Yes. yes. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, maybe they were trying to make it look like he like tore his jacket off mid midway down and yeah. it, and it just vaporized as opposed to like fluttering to the ground, you know, but he, he can't, it's going to be hard for him to take his pants off while he's falling. Well, yeah, I mean, in Superman 2, they do something similar where he's like running through an alley and it and it's sort of like frame by frame his clothes just disappear and he morphs into the Superman costume. I don't I don't know. It's, I think it's just a just a visual like, you know, we can't actually film him falling from a window and taking off his clothes. Yeah. sort of thing. But doesn't excuse it. It is still pretty wacky and out of place. Yeah, it was a little jarring, but uh, but moments like that were pretty slim. Any other thoughts on the movie, Haley? What was your favorite part? My favorite part was whenever Lois Lane and Superman were flying through the sky. Oh, you like that little romantic? Oh, you line. you little softy. Would you would you take a ride with Superman? Yes. Yeah, me too. I think I think Ella said something about that too. How she uh, she wished. Oh yeah, Ella. What it what? Uh, you're not gonna remember. Okay, what'd you say? What'd you say once they were done flying? I I wish I can fly in his arms. Yeah, she said she wished Superman was real so she could fly in his arms. Aww. I know. Me yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I would I would take a ride. But uh, yeah, I mean, it. it it was uh, the, like the physics pedant in me was like, wow, if you were being like flown through the air, being held by your fingertips, like, yes, sure, Superman's strong enough to hold on to you, but the bones in your fingers aren't. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You would definitely, really like, gravity would ride. still be affecting you. Well, unless he's going forward fast enough that you're flying behind, but then it's going to be ripping your arm out of the socket. Yeah. Too. But, you know, whatever. It was pretty. Uh, it's, it's funny. As many times as I've seen this movie, it never really got to me as much you know the the whole the way they're holding each other and what they're doing and and how you know like you said how the how the physics would affect it um you know because I've, I've always just bought into it whatever but for some reason maybe it was just that it was so big it was just in my face oh yeah yeah you totally there wasn't enough support there she should have like hopped on his back yeah or part of it when he was like holding her and he was behind her and had his like arms underneath her like that would work to a degree yeah yeah you can make that work. But uh, regardless, it was a, uh, a sweet moment. Yeah, absolutely. So, Haley, uh, you, I think you had something else you wanted to say? Whenever he flew around the Earth, changing the rotation of the Earth wouldn't really change back time. I didn't understand that. All right. I'm tired of hearing, hearing this, whole, this whole argument. It is a visual representation of him traveling back in time. 
Nobody, nobody is is making the claim that you can change the the direction of the Earth's rotation and that it will turn time back. Well, but then then why did he spin it back the other way and get it rotating the right way? Because he went too far back in time and needed to uh, go needed to go forward a little bit. Yep. Because that's it, what I'm sticking with. It kind of then glazes over like what he actually did. Yes. Yeah. That like, see that is he, the big issue. Did he like? Because they still reference earthquakes and like the gas station blowing up. So he didn't stop the bomb, but then somehow the earthquake doesn't get to her car anymore. See, I was thinking about it this time. What what did he do? This time around, I was thinking that, you know, maybe their version of time travel in this, you know, he created an alternate universe where he did stop the second bomb and, uh, and that's that. And she's just pissed because... Oh no, because there were still earthquakes. Yeah, yeah, there was re- there referenced earthquakes. She said that you know, like the yeah, the gas station, gas station blew up. up and all that, and so it's like, well, oh, well, maybe it, maybe he just got there. And he still saved Jimmy. Yeah, because the the earthquake would still be there. Yeah. So like, why did it stop going to her car? Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> it was, the end's a little sloppy. Um, yeah. And also, Superman's pretty powerful, but it stretches credulity to a, a bit that he could fly into the earth and put a fault back together. But, uh, really? I'm, I don't, well, I don't, I don't know how faults work, but I not, think if it is possible, I think he would be able to do it. Like in Superman four, it gets a little ridiculous when he moves the moon, but, well, uh, I, I, I would buy moving the moon over that. Cause it's a feat of like raw strength. I mean, so imagine having like a rock and breaking it in half and then putting it back together. Mm, are you able to fuse it with uh, with heat vision? Maybe I just I didn't you know like especially like you gave it like the visual representation. Everything's just like and goes back. I don't know. It, I get it. Superman saved the day. Yes, I'm I'm willing to suspend disbelief. Well, and and that's where um like, like Richard Donner's key word while making the movie was uh, verisimilitude, which I should have looked up the definition. But Haley, what's verisimilitude mean? Why are you asking me? Why would I know? <laughs> putting you on the spot <laughs> it uh it is it basically refers to that suspension of disbelief that you were talking about where you know it's just making the fantastic believable and and buying into it 100 like that's what he asked for his crew so i think that's sort of that's sort of what they're banking on there they're like well it's it's superman so of course he of course he could do it and he did yeah yeah, and and I, all in all, um, I gotta say I definitely like it more than most of. I think I enjoyed it more than most of the modern superhero movies. Like there's a, a lot of you know little witty lines and this and that, but uh, you know so it was a little cheese ball here and there. But I thought it was appropriately cheese ball. Like it wasn't. There was no comic relief character um, yet until you get Richard Pryor in the later ones, yeah. skiing down the side of the Empire State Building or something stupid like that. Yeah, and the performances are what set it apart. The one thing I noticed a lot more this time around was a lot of the little glances and quick little shots between Clark and Lois. Um, a lot of the nuance that, you know, it's always been there, but I don't notice little things like that watching it for the 200th time on, on TV. Do you got anything more to say, Haley? No. Right, how about you take Ella and you guys go back inside. You guys are going to go back. Nah, we, I, I just want to start dropping F-bombs and I don't want Ella to. Oh. Well, the, the issue I had in the theater was, uh, so I'm I'm somebody who's easily distracted. Things bother me. Sounds get to me real bad. You know, I sleep with earplugs in. So I had these motherfuckers down on the end of the aisle just talking 
entirely too loud for a theater. Like I well, get it. Well, not only that, they were like two of the ten people there. Yes, like, the theater was nearly empty, and the, these fucking guys are over there chatting. Yeah, like, fuck it, you. It was this couple. This couple, and I just, I, you know, I don't. I don't think I'm out of bounds and, you know, that I'm just some crazy old man going, ah, these kids need to shut up in a theater. They weren't even that young. They were probably in their 20s. Um, yeah, but they, they weren't kids. And I, it, was, it was shocking to me, the volume at which they were speaking. When it, when it would go super quiet, they would quiet down. But then if there was any music or anything, they would just assume that they couldn't be heard. And, uh... Yeah, and then you know a five-year-old squirming around and and making noise. It's uh, should you should just sent Ella over there and said, "Go bother, go go bother them." Yeah, yeah, go sit next to them. Yep, go sit next to them and ask them questions about everything. <laughs> no, because that still would have gotten me. <laughs> but at least you knew you were fucking their good time up too. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm a little I'm a little bummed because I didn't get the experience I wanted to from this whole thing. So I mean, the helicopter scene was more or less nothing to me like it, it was going to be the most important part of the movie for me i thought it was it was kind of a letdown but what i can say is that when the movie first starts with the whole curtains and that kid reading the comic book to set it up that part i did actually get misty a little bit you know i wasn't tears weren't falling from my face but i was so fucking excited i could not hold back the giant grin you know my heart was all a flutter and my you know my eyes welled up a little bit and those opening credits like that was a huge huge you know uh emotional experience for me it was it was uh it was big and then you let those people ruin it hey man i i tried there were a few times during the movie where I had a moment where I was like, just block them out, concentrate on the performances. One, one was during the, uh, the interview scene with Lois and Superman. And I was like, just, just watch the performances. They're so brilliant here. Don't let them bother you. And then that lady with her, her S's, they just, they shot out of the silence and I, and I couldn't block it out. And it, and then I'd just sit there stewing on it. Hey, thanks phone. <laughs> It wasn't my phone. No, it was <laughs> uh, whatever, that's fine. We aren't professionals. Apparently, I didn't have it on silent anywhere through the whole movie. Oh shit! Oh man, I would have bopped you on the head. No. You, you should g- just come and sat with us. Like I didn't hear them, but uh, my hearing is not that great either. Yeah, I thought about it, but you know the the volume at which they were speaking, I would have heard it anyway. And you know, yeah, I thought about sitting next to you and then putting Ella over with your kids, but then Ella's completely untethered by any rules or anything yeah oh so. d- during the opening credits odin totally asked me if you wrote the music he was <laughs> like it's it john williams yeah um when uh when ralph garman was doing the uh introduction talking about all those factoids and stuff when he said music by john williams ella looked at me like what that's your name i was like yeah and in fact that was that was pretty cool um seeing that that intro by Ralph Garman just dropping some knowledge on everybody. Um Ralph Garman of course is from the podcast Hollywood Babylon and uh, which is one of my favorites. So I'd heard he was doing some uh some DC Universe. Wow, he's work. a lot older than I always thought he was. Yeah, yeah, he just turned 54. His birthday yeah. episode was last week. Yeah, and but I I guess conversely with the Ralph Garman thing is since you were going in so dry and I I was I was a little bummed that he was showing all this stuff to you 
Yeah, yeah, and I well, I mean, some of that stuff I recognize, but I thought the same thing. Like when the kids were watching, and I was like, oh, they're seeing all kinds of the stuff. Like when he flies for the first time, like oh, they just showed him flying for the first time. Yeah, it's gonna kind of lose the luster there. But uh, I don't. They, you know, they're kids; they don't care. Yeah. Though, oh, I gotta say, on a semi-topical note, I don't know if this is gonna come out before or after we talk about the, the comics episode, but uh, everyone's freaking out about Batman's dick. First fifteen minutes, you got Superman's dick. Yeah, you got right Superman's there. little baby dick. Yeah. Batman's totally got him beat, by the way. Way bigger. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's, not o- <laughs> it's, it's not often that you see totally naked children in movies anymore. Well, what's weird is in Man of Steel, you see that little baby baby dick. But it's like a baby baby. Yeah. Like this kid was like. Yeah, he probably was like three. Yeah, three or four. Yeah. yeah. Like enough that he's probably not used to walking around naked in a field. Yeah, that guy still does uh, conventions and stuff because he was also a little kid in the opening credits of Superman 3 who... um, Wait, really? Does he like sign glossy pictures of his little three-year-old pecker? Well, that's the thing. That would be... That's what I... If I was going to get his signature, his autograph, that's what I would want. I'm curious how often people bring that up. And like, I'm sure he's sick of hearing it, but it's like, well, what the fuck else? Otherwise, you're just the kid in the opening credits of Superman 3 that you know, is outside of a photo booth as Superman changes and he gives you a little photo. He tears off one. I mean, if I was him, I would get business cards made saying that I was Superman's stunt dick. Yeah. Yeah. Superman's dick was mine. Yes. I, the man with Superman's dick. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta have some sort of claim to fame, right? So summing it up, um, I I guess final thoughts. Uh, It's good. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. If you have a chance, uh, Probably won't because by the time this comes out, it won't be in the theaters anymore. Yeah, true story. But uh, you missed out if you didn't get to go see it. It it, it was a good time, and I mean, it it, it action wise, it definitely doesn't uh, you know doesn't uh, match up to you know this current standard with Avengers and all that. But I think um, story and characters and tone, it does it better. Yeah, and everybody that that makes superhero movies like still holds this movie up as the gold standard yeah it's yeah it, it, it like it hits all the notes and i think like i don't know if that's where marvel was trying to kind of get some of that comedic edge that they pulled off so well in this and i think they did pretty well in a lot of the marvel movies but some of it just gets a little bit grating at times now yeah guardians and ragnarok guardians at least like i expect that of them okay so yeah it was, yeah it was they, always kind of a, a you know very loosely taking itself seriously thing uh thor ragnarok was a bit it was a bit much yeah it was, it was kind of jarring i don't know I, yeah. i'm one of the few people that liked the second thor movie because it had more of the the fantasy action aspect i i know it had problems but you know I, I don't need thor to be goofy it was a better thor story yeah yeah all right well yeah i mean I'm, I'm so to finish our Superman story up on Thor. <laughs> well, I'm I'm so torn as to the experience because, like, okay, all all drama aside, like this this, this was a very disappointing experience for me. Um, maybe I had it built up to be too much, but I think I would have had the experience I wanted to have had there not been issues like those motherfuckers not talking. So I don't I don't know, and you know I was. I was talking to Angelina about it and she's like, well, why don't you go see it on Tuesday? You know, cause it's playing again on Tuesday. But I, I just think that, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like, like the experience was killed for me. I uh, See, I would take the opposite tack, John. I think you should go more at it. Like I did. 
I'm sure they'll re-release it, re-release it for the 50th anniversary. Uh-huh. So just don't watch it for the next 10 years. Ooh. And then you'll it'll be you'll be super stoked on watching it again. And if someone talks in that movie, you'll probably just murder them. Oh man, that I wonder if I could do that. I mean, I've seen the movie enough times to where I don't necessarily need to see it again for 10 years. Yeah, they, um, because they've got to re-release it for the 50th anniversary, right? If the 10 people that were in there are any indication, it may not come back. <laughs> yeah, well, and I wouldn't be shocked if theaters didn't exist in 10 years. Oh, God, no, no shit, huh? Huh, yeah. Or maybe I should just go see it on Tuesday, fly solo and hope for something better. Oh, real quick, this is totally not a final thought, but I forgot to mention it before. One thing, I don't know if it was, if they did a new a new, um, a new restoration for the 40th anniversary or what, but the color correction was wildly inconsistent. I so- noticed that. Yeah. The, like at some points it got really wa- like blur, almost blurry and washed out and other parts it looked really good. Yeah. And, and the, the blues and reds on his costume varied all over the place. And, and it wasn't just a, you know, light and dark thing, you know, like, oh, it's in sunlight and it's in the darkness. Like there was clearly some color correction done um, after the fact where, where sometimes the reds just, they looked unnaturally saturated. Same with the blues. And that kind of bothered me. And sometimes the overall picture was just dark. Like they, they either needed to up the exposure or the whites in it. Or I don't know if I'm, if it's always been like that and I'm just being critical because it was so big and now that I'm doing video editing, I notice things like that. Yeah, there was definitely a couple of the scenes where the the yeah the color and the tone looked off. Also, the I was kind of disappointed. They it didn't seem like they really um, did any remastering on the audio at all. Yeah, it was definitely like it didn't f- feel surround sound at all. Like it still oh, kind yeah. of just felt like it was stereo coming out of the front of the theater. True story. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I don't think they they did any extra goodies um i did notice there was the added sound from um when they remastered it i think in the in the late 90s early 2000s where they they added in some uh just sound effects mostly with like crystals and stuff like that that uh it's weird it stands out to me because i remember watching it as a kid and i remember the first time i watched them after they remastered it and i was like wait wait where's this sound coming from i don't remember this at all like was it like the clinky crystal noises no, it more like ethereal, like uh. sort of stuff, or like when the when the dome first comes uh comes off of that that light spire in Krypton before the mm-hmm. the guys get taken into the Phantom Zone. It, there's like this like wink when it uh when the light. Oh yeah, comes I remember? Out. Yeah, yeah. That that was not originally there. Huh. Yeah, and like when he's throwing the crystal, and I, well, at least they didn't add any unnecessary rings to Krypton exploding. <laughs> nerds like me would have freaked out <laughs> yeah but you know i'm i'm glad they did it and i'm glad i did it you know regardless of um how the the experience turned out for me you know if nothing else i had that first opening moment that was really awesome it was a great feeling it, it, it was it reminded me of seeing superman returns in the theater when the music starts up and the credits who, of course, because Superman returns was a love letter to the Donner film, the title sequence was the same, you know, the way the words fly in and stuff. So that was a similar experience. It was, it was really cool getting that. Yeah. yeah. We went and saw that with, at the IMAX with your dad. Oh shit. I didn't, re- I didn't remember you were there. Yeah. I feel bad now. Yeah. Hey, 
I remembered some. <laughs> no shit. You actually <laughs> remembered something. All right. Well, cool. This has been a fun uh, geek exploring adventure. Yeah, we'll have to do it again in a few years when Batman comes out. A few years, nothing. That's next year. Not well, well for what, like 30 years? Yeah, 30 year it's, anniversary. Yeah, it's not going to be 40. No, definitely that shit not. came out when I was alive. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I guess it goes to it goes to say that, you know, if Superman hadn't been so big, Batman never would have happened. Superman was huge back then. The movie did very well. Well, it's good, yeah. Should have. Yeah. I'll give it two thumbs up. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today, folks. Um, if you want to let us know how we did or your thoughts on Superman the movie or if you saw it in theaters, you can hit us up at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. You can find us on the social medias, uh, Facebook, the group Geek Exploration, the podcast, uh, Instagram, Geek Exploration Podcast, or Twitter, Geek Explore Pod. Yep. And if you enjoyed the show, uh, please give us a five super wiener review on Apple Podcast. <laughs> um, and you, or you can subscribe at geeksplorationpodcast.com and get notified when new episodes drop. Theme for today's episode was Faster Does It by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.